It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Time now for the Gridiron Stud Show. Well, you can be all American. Oh, I can do it now. You can do it now? Yeah, I can do it. But I'm trying to focus on my position. With your host, Chad Wilson. It ain't hating on me on Chad. You know I got to be something in the mix. Bringing you high school, college, and NFL talk. I don't rap a discipline. Minasa. You all need more discipline. True discipline. Come on, get a grip. Call us on the show today. Go get out of my face with that crazy stuff. The number to call, 347-633-9365. Y'all got to take y'all know that. Or you can reach us on Twitter, at Gridiron Studs. And now, your host, Chad Tuesday, November 22nd already. Thanksgiving right around the corner. Get your shopping in. You don't want to be doing that tomorrow. That's going to be a major headache. So uh, if you're smart, and I know that you are, head on over to the local grocery store and start getting it in. How about those Raiders? Packing on another win last night. Emil and I were on yesterday talking about the top teams in the NFL. You know, I was almost fumbling around with putting those Raiders at third. Call me crazy. I'm just not that 100% sold on the Patriots. I mean, I know the whole Tom Brady thing. He's mad. He's pissed off at Goodell. He's on the revenge tour. But, you know, let's look at this thing. I mean, who the Patriots beaten since Brady's come back? I mean, I get it. It's Tom Brady, and you just, you know, he's done enough to get the benefit of the doubt, but... You beat the 49ers. You want a revenge game against the Bills. You beat the Steelers, who are struggling. The Bengals are a disaster. And you beat the Browns, uh, that could be the worst franchise ever by the end of this season. What have they done? The first time they faced someone real, the Seattle Seahawks, they took a loss at home. And so I'm looking at the Raiders that uh, can win home away out of the country. And why not them? Sure, they took a loss to the Chiefs and to the Falcons, but 
I mean, these guys are getting it done. So, I don't know. Uh, Raiders getting mighty close to uh, those New England Patriots, if you ask me. And uh, when you sit here now and you're looking at these standings in the AFC, things could get kind of thick if the Raiders keep winning. You know, I'm not one who's all up on all of the uh, tiebreakers, but New England's sitting there at 8-2. and two. Raiders sitting there at 8-2. and two. What happens if these two teams keep winning? I mean, the Raiders are charged up right now. Coming up for Oakland, they've got the Panthers at home. That's a game they could win. The Bills at home, certainly a game they could win. You're going to have to find a way to beat the Chiefs on the road. I really think they could beat the Chargers. They get the Colts at home. Winnable game, definitely. And then a tough game at home with the Broncos. I mean, on the road with the Broncos at the end of the year. The Patriots now, looking at the Jets and the Rams. I mean, that Jets game, uh, I don't know. Kind of see how that goes. Back-to-back road games for them. Should be able to beat the Rams. A Ravens game could be tough because the Ravens have kind of had the New England Patriots number. Then they, too, are at the Broncos. They get the Jets again at home, and then they are uh, ending the season against, you know, um, a surging Miami Dolphins football team on the road to end the season. Could get very interesting here at the end. I really think it's going to come down to these three teams for those uh, top spots at the uh, at the end of the year in the AFC: Oakland, Kansas City, and uh, New England. Not entirely yet sure what it is the uh, Dolphins are going to be able to do here. The North is a mess. Uh, the first place team, the Baltimore Ravens, are sitting there at five and five, as are the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is not going to be any home field advantage coming out of there. Houston six and four after last night's loss, and then in the West you've got Oakland at eight and two, Kansas City at seven and three, and Denver at seven and three. I think of those three teams, probably Denver is the weakest. So look out for those Oakland Raiders. And who would have thought that, huh? Who thought I'd be saying such a thing? But nevertheless, I had the Raiders at number four yesterday. I should have thumped my chest and uh, put those boys in at number three and slide the Patriots down to number four. You're going to have to show me. Okay? You're just going to have to show me around here. Nevertheless, uh, the topic today on the show, uh, we're probably on for only 45 minutes. I'm on for probably only 45 minutes here. But topic is, is college football cheating us with a four-team playoff? I mean, aren't we starting to feel cheated here? Are you feeling cheated? I'm kind of feeling cheated because I'm sitting here looking at these top 25. And first of all, everyone's got a, 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 an issue with the poll, me included, especially after uh, two weeks ago when you had three, four, two, three, and four lose, eight and nine lose, and then the poll didn't really change. And it's just, I don't know, it's just something about people in a boardroom behind closed doors on a, on a Tuesday afternoon deciding who's going to play in championship games. And does anyone else see something wrong with that? We've just swallowed that and accepted it. People in suits, sitting around a table eating pizza or coffee or whatever. Eating coffee, yes. Yeah, eat coffee. I said that. It's early. Eating pizza, drinking coffee, eating donuts, whatever it is they're doing, deciding who's going to play in a ch- in a championship, they're they're deciding who's going to play for the championship in college football. 
I was listening to Colin Cowherd yesterday, and he made an interesting point. In college football, you don't get rewarded for improving at all. If you have a bumpy September, you're done. doesn't matter what you look like at the end of the year. And so while I'm sitting here, and I was talking about the uh, NFL standings, because, you know, they have a legitimate playoff system that keeps us engaged all year long. But, you know, Oakland took a couple of early losses. Now they're close to looking like the best team, one of the best teams in, 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 the, in the NFL right now. If they were playing in college football, they might not be in the playoff. Maybe, maybe not. We'd be sitting here wondering. Someone like Kansas City wouldn't be in. I mean, what if the NFL had a four-team playoff? What if they did that? Just think about that. Wrap your mind around that for a minute. What if the NFL teams played all year long, and then at the end, some former GMs and maybe a former commissioner got in a room and decided who were going to be the four teams to play for the Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi trophy. Could you imagine such a thing? So if that was the case, and it ended today, um, they would certainly vote New England in. I guess Oakland would be in there. You'd have Seattle, and you'd you'd have the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And then that'd be it. There'd be no New York Giants. There'd be no Washington Redskins who have looked pretty good as of late. They'd be out. No Kansas City, no Denver. And all those teams would just be on the outs, and that'd be it. Season over. Could you imagine such a thing? And let's say the Dolphins continue to be hot, and they win their next six games after having already won five. Let's say the Dolphins won 11 games in a, uh, in a row. They'd miss the playoffs. Because, you know, you probably wouldn't put them in there ahead of New England or Oakland if they continue to win, or Seattle or Dallas. And let's just face it, if the Dolphins were to win 11 games in a row and end up at 12-4, and you'd have to say they were probably the best team in the NFL at that time. After week 17, you'd be saying that. But they would not be playing in the playoffs. And I think every one of us who watch the NFL and our NFL fans would feel cheated in such a scenario, would we not? Would definitely feel cheated. And so this is what college football is uh, giving us. That's what they're handing us right now. And we just are so readily accepting it. But should we? So I sit here and look at the rankings. I mean, Penn State's turned into a pretty good football team. Oklahoma's playing pretty good football right now. Wisconsin's a tough team that might not make it into the playoff. Colorado's playing very good football, and their couple of losses – I don't know, shouldn't really keep them out of a playoff. They could beat some people. Some can argue that USC might be second to Alabama is probably the best team in college football right now, the way that they're playing. They made a quarterback change. If Florida goes on to beat Florida State and upsets Alabama in the SEC championship game, they probably uh, have a good chance of not making the playoff. But you'd make the argument that By the end of the season, Florida is one of the best teams. 
but they'd be sitting on the outside looking in. And the answer is not simply, um, well, you know, we can expand it to eight teams. I have just called out two teams that are outside of the eight teams right now in the rankings. Three teams, actually. Colorado is number nine. USC is ranked 12. Florida is 13. And when you sit there and look at Louisville, yes, I understand they lost to Houston. And I think that was just probably a big mental thing because they got hosed in the rankings. And let's just be honest, folks. Everyone is looking at Louisville losing to Houston and saying that justified the ranking. Not necessarily. Now, perhaps Louisville made a mistake of being too caught up in the rankings, and that's something you do when you're just not used to being up there like that. I think that had more to do with it than anything else. That and maybe, uh, you know, a betting line that was a very disrespectful to a good Houston team that hit a couple bumps here or there. But the truth of the matter here is that Louisville, at any given time, can go in there and beat any of these teams that are sitting here in the top four right now. They already proved that they could, you know, beat Clemson. I mean, they were, what, a nose hair away from beating Clemson in their place. Imagine this at a neutral site. Don't tell me you don't think on any given day Louisville can go out and beat a Michigan or Ohio State and that they couldn't give Alabama problems. We'll never know if they were good enough to get through a tournament because Louisville's not going to make it into the top four. There's nothing they could do now. So my question to you is, are we being cheated by college football with a 14 playoff. They're not thinking about their fans. And so if it's not, if a 14 playoff is cheating us, and I'm sitting here and telling you that um, eight teams don't do it as well, then what is the answer? Well, I'm going to attempt to give you my answer to that question when we return right after the break. Stay with us. Hey, 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 do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payoff. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over 600000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25 and, get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now! Are you a property owner or want to be one, but you don't have time for property management? Then get an MVP on your team. Who has time for the letting process, for arranging inventories and organizing pre-tenancy cleaning, dealing with deposit negotiations, 
and negotiating with service suppliers and maintenance. No one's got time for that. MVP does, though. Get this MVP on your team. You can rely on MVP Property Management to offer you an extreme amount of quality and professional services for your money. And because they know that everyone is different, they pride themselves in providing a professionalized service to each and every one of their clients. So how do you get this MVP on your team? It's simple. Pick up the phone and call right now. 844-696-8722. That's 844-MY-MVP-CC. Or send an email to info at mymvp.cc. Get this MVP on your team and start winning today. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We've got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen. We're back on the Gridiron Stud Show, 1047 here. Topic today is college football cheating us with a four-team playoff. What are your thoughts on that? If you're listening live, the number to call, 347-633-9365. If you happen to be listening to the archive version, uh, feel free to share your thoughts on this. And uh, you can reach the show at on, on Twitter, at G-I-S Show B-G, at G-I-S Show B-G. You should be following us anyway. But nevertheless, uh, you can send your questions, comments on the, today's topic there. Well, feel free to comment on anything currently going on in college or uh, NFL football right now. Going to be talking some uh, high school football tomorrow, high school football, college football recruiting tomorrow's show at 10 a.m. Join me then. But uh, nevertheless, college football feeding us this four-team. You know, that's when you think about it like this. If they were serving us up a four-team playoff in the NFL, would we be okay with that? The way we seem to be okay with it in college football. What if the former GMs of the Packers, the Giants, and, uh, you know, just pick a team, Steelers, Or the Raiders decided who would be the four teams to play just off of, you know, their thoughts because they watched the games. They watched the games on tape. And they just decided, for us, the fans, who should be the four teams that would play in the, uh, for the NFL championship. I think that we would think that's the craziest thing in the world. Yet, we so readily accept that from college football. About three years ago, I took, uh, I went through the painstaking, I took on this topic. And it was around the time where they were really having the hot and heavy discussions about having a college football playoff. And let's do away with the rankings, deciding the two teams that were going to play for the championship at the end of the year. 
And, you know, folks um, wanted this playoff. And, you know, I guess we got it. And the reason we wanted it is because we just, just didn't want what we already had. And we're at the point where we'll just accept anything. It's kind of like when you've got a quarterback in there that's not getting it done and you just want anyone but him. And in the back of your mind, you know that backup isn't better. He's a backup for a reason. But you just want anybody but the guy that's in there screwing up right now. Well, it's, I think that's how we were as college football fans. With just anything other than the rankings deciding the two teams that are going to play for the championship at the end of the year and bowl tie-ins and maybe you don't get number one versus number two. We just wanted anything but that, and so we accepted this whole thing with the four-team playoff. But I don't know how much has changed because it's still – folks in a suit deciding who's going to play. And it's really not exactly played out on the field. Because I'm going to say it to you again, some really good football teams that have gotten better towards the end of the year are not going to play for this thing. USC being the most glaring one. Who would not love to see USC in this thing playing against an Alabama, Ohio State, a Michigan, or a Clemson? You know, Louisville can do anything at any moment against anybody, and they're not going to be in the, the running for this thing. Who knows in a playoff format if you've got to win two, three games and then get to a championship what Louisville would do? Who knows? But we've been fed this playoff thing, and, uh, you know, we seem to be okay with it. Why? Why is it okay that they feed us this? Why are we all right with that? I just don't understand. But again, I'll I'll take it back to where um, I guess we just wanted anything other than what we had. But uh, I suspect that college football fans will soon grow tired of this 14 playoff thing. We just don't want people in a suit with agendas and their own thoughts and experiences deciding who the hell we are going to see for a playoff. It should be decided on the field. And so coming back to this, yes, I went through the painstaking task of arranging the 120 teams in uh, college football's Division I into regions and conferences. I did that. And I've posted that up on the uh, Twitter account for the Gridiron Stud Show, at G-I-S-H-O-B-G, and you can find it there. Would love to get your comments on this. But I regionalized all the teams. How about that? I didn't take a team from the Midwest and put them in a conference called the Big East. Didn't do that. Everyone was regionalized. I'm kind of proud of this project, as you could kind of sense here. And, you know, I evenly put... Everyone... We had an even amount of teams in every conference. We had an even amount of teams on each division of the conference. How about that? Amazing, isn't it? It's math. And split it up to where you have a champion from one side face a champion from the other side, and you decide the conference champion. Crazy. It's amazing. But this was done. And again, you could see how I aligned this whole thing when you go to our Twitter account, at G-I-S-H-O-B-G. And again, I'm very proud of this, and it just makes sense. Even the math is right. My mother would be proud of me. 
My father, the accountant, extra proud of what I did here. It's just math. And I don't understand why this is so hard. Just regionalize it. So to give you an example here, in the Southern Conference, and if you want to break it up, East and West Division or North and South Division, however you want to do it. But in the Southern Conference, on one side, you've got Miami, FSU, Georgia Tech, FAU, UCF, FIU. And on the other side, you've got Alabama, Florida, Georgia, USF, Choice State, UAB. It gives those smaller schools uh, somewhat of a chance, obviously. I mean, you'd have to make some improvements. But, you know, look, if you have yourself a magical year, you can slide in there and win a, a division. Not likely, but possible. And so let's say, for instance, because we saw UCF do it several years ago, they had a magical year. And a UCF team under this current system would have no chance, even as an undefeated football team, and they would have to be undefeated to even have any kind of a chance. They would have no shot. But in this system, if they had a magical year and won their side of this conference, which included Miami, FSU, Georgia Tech, FAU, and FIU, they could play for their conference championship. And so one game would decide if they're in that playoff. And yes, when you look at this thing, you'll, you'll see that there are plenty of uh, conferences here and that there are some logistics to be worked out. And uh, I worked that out too. I, had a whole, I have a whole Facebook page dedicated to this as to how this thing would break down. And of course, yes, you have to have a playoff, which would mean several games. You shorten a regular season. You bring it back to 10 games. You give yourself a few extra weeks. Not that that matters because whenever we wanted to do anything else, we've pushed games back. I remember you couldn't get a college football game after January 1st. And there were all kinds of reasons why we couldn't have that. And then suddenly now we can play bowl games on the 5th and the 6th. We can do anything we want here. And then there's others that would ask, oh, you know, uh, what about the bowl games, the tradition of the bowl games? Well, you know what? Traditions change. Things change. Um, they seem to have no problem kicking kids out of a game for making helmet-to-helmet contact in a football game. You know, that was never done before. That's changed college football. No one had a problem doing that. So, um, you know what? Maybe we don't have bowl games anymore. We could still have the sponsors. I get the whole money thing. Sponsor these playoff games. Maybe some of these playoff games can be called the bowl games. Whatever. But don't tell me, oh, we can't change tradition. It's not tradition to kick kids out of a game because they make helmet-to-helmet contact with somebody. Stop it. When you want to change it, for whatever reasons, whether that's you know uh, litigation, fear of litigation, or it makes money sense, you do it, college football. NCAA, you have no problem doing it. What about the traditional rivalries? Okay, well, I've seen that change as well, too. Remember when Oklahoma and Nebraska played every year? Well, they don't anymore for the sake of conferences. Nebraska decided to go to the Big Ten. Oklahoma stayed in the Big 12. Wow, Oklahoma and Nebraska. I mean, if you're my age, that was... Uh, synonymous with college football. That was college football, Oklahoma versus Nebraska, every year. And uh, lo and behold, because the money says so, it doesn't happen anymore. So, you know, enough. 
But again, you'll go through these conferences and see it. Let me give you an idea of the Western Conference, as I have proposed it. On one side, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, San Jose State, Fresno State. And on the other side, Cal, Stanford, USC, UCLA, Hawaii, and San Diego State. This encompasses everybody. I've gone all the way out to Hawaii to grab somebody. They're all in there. And, you know, every once in a while, one of these quote-unquote mid-major teams put together quite a season. And in the past, it's gone for naught in terms of, you know, having a chance to win a championship. But under this system, should they be able to do that, they are included. They have that opportunity. They just got to win games. They got to beat, you know, big-time opponents. But if they have that magical year, they have a chance. As it stands now, they've got none. Hawaii can go undefeated and never come close, never come close to being in a college football playoff and play for a championship. And who knows, man? Hawaii could come up with some crazy offense that uh, people just have a hard time defending. They could come up with something which for a year just totally confuses and baffles everyone. And they can go out here and win their division, win their conference, get in the playoff. And who knows what happens then. And here's the other advantage. Well, before I even get to that, based on this format, and mind you, I put this together four years ago. And again, I'd love to get your your opinions on uh, this alignment. You can you see the alignment that I have there at GIS Show BG, and I'll I'll repost it again for those of you listening later. Your thoughts on how this is aligned really would love to think uh, get the thoughts of fans here. So at GIS Show BG, but based on this current alignment, here's some of the championship games that I believe we would have next week. And in, uh, listen, championship week would be awesome. Because for those of you who can't see this, I have 10 conferences set up. 10 conferences. There's a Southern Conference, Southwest Conference, Southeast Conference, Mid-America Conference, Northeastern Conference, Midwestern Conference, Mid-Eastern, Mountain West, Northern Lakes, and Western Conference. 10 conferences. We could have a weekend where there's 10 conference championship games. Talk about getting stuck on the couch. You're literally stuck to your couch on championship week. It could be a major event. Something that the NFL would be envious of. Can you imagine that? Ten conference championship games going down. I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I am going to tell you, based on these alignments that I put together, this might have been three or four years ago, what would be the possible championship games? that we would see on a championship weekend next week. I'll do that when I get back on a great iron stud show right after this. Stay with me. You hear a new song. It's your favorite. But pretty soon you'll be changed. 
Football season's here and you want yourself set up for the weekend. Well, the Gridiron Stud Show is the place to be. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. and get the best picks in college and NFL football from Chad Wilson and Emil Calamino. They'll break it down for you, give you a little analysis and a little intelligence. You can do that or you can do this and listen to this. Hey, call me now. I've got the tub plays for the entire weekend. Call me now on a recorded message that will give you free the Jets versus the Bills, the Lions versus the Cowboys, and the Eagles versus the Bucks. Call me now. I've got winners for you the entire weekend. Absolutely free. 1-800-238-I-WIN. 1-800-238-I-WIN. I've got all the inside info from all the casinos. That are those tickets. Call me free. I've got all the winners. Give them to me. I got them to you. You get them. You got them. I got them. We all got them. No need for that foolishness. Gridiron Stud Show. Every Friday, 10 a.m., Chad Wilson, Emil Calamino give you their top picks in college and NFL, and we win without all the foolishness. No spitting, no yelling. Top plays every week. Tune in every Friday, 10 a.m., Gridiron Stud Show, Blog Talk Radio, hosted by Chad Wilson and Emil Calamino. See you there. You want the truth? Well, here it is. Speed kills, and in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship-type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then Complete Speed is what you need. Complete Speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, Complete Speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises, along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now. This beat is self-self-rich, All right, I'm back here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Talking about college football and this four-team playoff that's been force-fed to us. And uh, my, my major plan that I put together years ago to, uh, you know, legitimize college football's choosing of a champion. And I don't even mean to use the word choosing. Earning of a champion. Let's just use it like that. Let's just use that word right there. But nevertheless, uh, as I said years ago, I went through and uh, did the legwork on this thing and put 120 Division I football teams into divisions and conferences. And every division had six on one side, six on the other, 12 teams in every conference, 10 conferences, 120 teams. Simple math. And the uh, divisions and conferences were regionalized. Everything put in a nice little neat box. Now, I am on record as saying, uh, you know what, the, the debates on college football and their rankings and who's going to make the playoffs is a good thing from a media standpoint. It gives us something to talk about. It keeps college football in the, in the consciousness and people talking about it, water cooler stuff. But you know what? A playoff would do the same. And the exciting matchups would not only have people talking, but people definitely watching. 
that would excite folks. And so uh, I've gone through and looked at this. And again, I put this together, I believe, four years ago. And I have a full Facebook page on this because, you know, obviously there are logistics when you, you have to figure out for a playoff and getting to the end and, you know, what dates you'd put together. And I figured all that out, too. To pat myself on the back for all this work that I'm done. But with all these debates going on right now about the rankings, I felt this to be a good time to bring this back up. So I'll post a link to that Facebook page too for those of you who want to dig a little bit more in depth into this thing and, and try to figure out when and how we would have these playoff games and get down to a true championship game by two teams who earn their way to be there. And we don't really leave teams out, especially ones who weren't so great in September, but um, started to look like the best team or one of the best teams in the country towards the end of the year. I just don't like how those teams are disenfranchised by college football. And again, USC being my big ex- biggest example this year. USC could play with anyone right now at this point, and they're not going to get into the college football playoff. They're not under the system that we currently have now. And again, expanding it to eight doesn't you know, necessarily solve the problem. It's still people in suits in a room deciding who you, the fan, are going to watch play for a championship. We just would not accept that if it was the NFL. But we do as college football fans. I don't understand. But anyway. So based on how I had things set up here in the conferences and the divisions, these would be our championship games. So I want you all to imagine this. Next, let's say Saturday, we had 10 conference championship games set up on the networks. First of all, that's pretty damn exciting. You're stuck to that chair, uh, that couch, and you're watching this all weekend long because not only are these good matchups, they mean something. It's the drama we all look for in our daily lives. That's why we like reality TV. And the best reality TV out there is sports. It's not scripted. Pure 100% reality. And this would be all the drama that we'd need. Win and you uh, move on to the playoffs. Lose and you're out of there. But these are the championship games that would be set up. So for the Southern Conference, based on, you know, what we've had this year, it'd be Florida State versus Alabama. Florida State or Miami. I'm giving it to Florida State since they happen to beat Miami at home uh, this year. Went on the road and beat Miami this year. So I'll have to say Florida State taking on Alabama for the Southern Conference Championship. The Southwest Conference Championship would be uh, basically LSU against Texas A&M. That's two exciting matchups right there. For the Southeastern Conference, it would be Auburn taking on Clemson. Now, we had that battle earlier this year. Pretty good football game. But Auburn, we'd have to admit, is a different team at this point in the season And Clemson, not entirely exactly the team we thought we would get this year. So I think that'd be a pretty interesting matchup as well. In the Mid-American Conference, you'd have Iowa taking on Pitt. Pittsburgh pulled off a pretty nice upset this year. And so did Iowa on the same weekend. Iowa upset Michigan. Pittsburgh went out and upset Clemson. Those two teams would face each other for the Mid-American Conference Championship. The Northeastern Conference Championship game would be Penn State versus Ohio State. That was a good game earlier this year when we had it. Well, it would be a championship game now. So you take that good matchup that we had earlier this year, and then you throw the intrigue on it of it being for our championship and moving on to the playoffs. 
the Midwestern Conference Championship. Hey, how about this old rivalry? Oklahoma taking on Nebraska for the right to move on to the college football playoffs. The Mid-Eastern Conference would be West Virginia taking on North Carolina. Fairly good game. Two exciting offensive teams playing with a trip to the college football playoffs on the line. Mountain West Conference, Arizona State taking on Utah. These are two teams that play in the Pac-12 right now. If you're out West, it's a great game for you to watch. Arizona State's high-flying offense and uh, never-say-die-take-a-chance defense against Utah's methodical attack. Again, for a chance to move on to the college football playoff. Your Northern Lakes Conference game would be Wisconsin versus Michigan. That's a game a lot of people would like to see anyway. It happened. Pretty good game, which Michigan won. But this one here would be for the chance to go on to the college football playoffs. And then finally, your Western Conference championship game would be Washington versus USC. Come on, folks. Oh, listen. Listen to those matchups. You remember the opening season, uh, the opening week of this season? How giddy and excited we were for all those good matchups that college football had put together for us? Well, you'd get that at the end of the year, too. And this would only be the beginning because from these championship games, you get winners. And then now they've got to play in a playoff system. And with what I proposed, you have at-large teams as well. You have a couple of wild cards so you can balance this thing up and have a proper amount to put together a good playoff. So a couple of teams would still get in. They'd still make it in there. So not all would be lost. So you could have really been bad in September, and then you were outstanding for the rest of the way and looking like a team that could win. And through the use of a wild card like they do in the NFL, you could still make it in there. And who knows? Who knows what could happen there? Isn't it exciting when a wild card team kind of gets through the NFL playoffs and causes a disturbance? Don't we like that in the NCAA tournament? When a 12 or 14 seed starts winning, that's that drama that we like. We call them Cinderella. We go back to a fairy tale we all, you know, watched and listened to and had read to us when we were kids. Cinderella and the glass slipper and all that stuff. And we just play it up in the media. We could do that in college football. Stop having people pick who the hell is going to play in college football. Some people in a suit. We've got athletic directors in there choosing who we're going to see play for college football championship. What's going on? Why is that okay? I don't get it. But nevertheless, also, how I have this set up, and just real quick. Six teams in each division. Everyone would play the team in their division. You would not play any of the teams in the opposite division every year. You wouldn't do that every year. What would happen is kind of what they do in the NFL. So in the Southern Conference, everyone in the southern, the South part of the Southern Conference would have to play teams, let's say, from the Mid-America Conference that year. They'd play the Southern, the south, the southern part of the Southern Conference, the South Division of the Southern Conference would have to all match up against 
teams from the uh, East Division of the Mid-American Conference. So to give you an example, Miami, FSU, Georgia Tech, FAU, UCF, and FIU would play games against Pitt, Illinois, Missouri, Indiana, Miami, Ohio, and Marshall. And you just do the round robin of that every year. So next year, maybe the southern, the east part of the Southern Conference plays the teams uh, from the uh, west side of the Northeastern Conference. So Ohio State, UConn, Cincinnati, Rutgers, Temple, Kent State play against Miami, FSU, Georgia Tech, FAU, UCF, FIU. You know what that does? That gives you good football all year long. And you don't get these games and these weeks where there are a bunch of cupcakes being played. Who's the big loser in all this? That's the Division II schools that want to come in or the FCS schools that want to schedule games against the Division I teams. Obviously, in this situation, you can't do that. I think we'll find a way to survive if that is not a part of college football. I think we'll survive that. Same way we're trying to survive this uh, targeting rule that they've uh, imposed upon us. College football doesn't really think about their fans, and I have to agree with Colin Cowherd on that. The NFL does, constantly thinking about the fans and their experience watching the game. Constantly thinking about the fan experience. College football, totally opposite, not really thinking about that. They're going to give us a targeting rule. They're going to force feed us a 14 playoff decided by uh, people in a suit. They're going to give us these cupcake weekends like uh, the SEC just had, and they're going to make it so teams are scared to play each other and will rather take a cupcake because being undefeated uh, has something to do with something. In this case, you don't have to worry about being undefeated. Just play good football games. Just play the games that are scheduled. You know what? If you win enough games, you get there in the end. So, again, I ask you fans, why are we accepting a four-team playoff? I'm going to give you the reality of this again. You, as the fan, are left to watch four teams play that I don't know how many people it are in this committee, but you're going to watch the four teams that however many people are in this committee, eight, ten, whatever, I don't even care to look it up, ten people in a room, in a boardroom, sitting around a coffee table, eating pizza, drinking soda have decided that you're going to watch. We're going to decide who you're going to watch for your championship. And so we blocked streets and protested and almost burned down buildings a couple weeks ago when the Electoral College decided on who our president was going to be, yet we so readily accept this right here. The whole concept of it, when you really sit down and think of it, is crazy. College football teams play all season long. They go out, they battle, they do things. There's ups, there's downs, there's swings. There are great performances. There's all kind of stuff going on. And 10 people in a room in suits wearing khakis are going to decide who you see in the end. Why do we accept this as fans? If they did it in the NFL, you know good and damn well you would not be okay with that at all. I don't know. We need to start saying something, doing something. I'm telling you, this 14 playoff thing, it's cool. When it started, it's going to get old, and it might start this year because, you know, every year we've had someone jobbed, but some teams are going to get really jobbed this year. And they're going to be some traditional powers that are going to get hurt. 
And I think if you had a legit alignment like what I've just proposed, there'd be no arguments. You can't say anything. If you're Ohio State and you're a blue blood college football program, but you didn't get it done on the field, you have no argument. No one would have an argument. You just didn't get it done. So now fans can turn their anger towards their team and not being prepared or their coach or whatever, athletic director, their own program. You can't be mad at the people in the room with a suit. Do away with that. So, again, I'm going to repost this. It's on the page. It's on our Twitter page right now. You got to do a little bit of scrolling. We know how much that hurts this new generation. You might have to slide your thumb two or three times across the feed. Maybe not even that much. But I'll repost it again. And, again, it has the divisions and conferences for all 120 Division one football teams as it stood three, four years ago. And again, it's just math. We could figure this whole thing out if it's new and different now in terms of what teams, how many teams, so on and so forth. We can figure that out. But it's there on our uh, Twitter page, at GISHOBG. So I hope you enjoyed that today and this topic. And again, I would love to uh, get your comments. So if you're listening to this on the archive version, obviously you can't call in. But uh, I'd be more than happy to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, so if you want to send a tweet, you could do so to at G-I-S-O-B-G. What do you think of this? All right. So that's it for the show today. I appreciate you folks listening and continuing the Gridiron Stud Show featured show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm back on tomorrow talking high school and college football recruiting and college football. And that's at 10 a.m. Same bat channel. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. recruits out there. You want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We've got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.